0: This is Frontrunner, the weekly grain market update from Frontier Agriculture for week ending Friday the 11th of September 2020. Presented to you this week by Henry Young. I'm a farm trader in Bedfordshire. Let's start with wheat. Brexit discussions between the UK government and the EU negotiators ran around this week. The prospect of the UK leaving the EU without a deal became increasingly likely and concerns this will damage the UK economy, triggering a sterling sell-off. the foreign exchange markets. By close of play on Thursday, sterling had fallen during the week by more than 3% versus the euro. It is at its lowest levels since March. London wheat futures rallied £8 per tonne, with buyers also concerned a no-deal Brexit could lead to tariffs on EU wheat up to £78 per tonne. This has presented a very challenging prospect for the UK millers. Domestic Milling wheat supplies have been depleted by the reduction of the wheat planting of 25%, a decrease in yield of 30%, quality issues from rain and delayed harvest. Millers are turning to Germany in particular to replace some of those lost supplies. However, a penal import levy for the second half of the season could lead to more extreme volatility in the market. This week has seen further increases predicted, published, for the 2020 Russian wheat crop. Analyst so- Sov Ekon have increased its estimate to 83 million tons from the 82.6 million tons. However, this hasn't stopped prices rising in the Black Sea wheat futures, climbing to new highs. World markets have been led higher by a wave of demand from many of the world's primary wheat importers. Through to the middle of next week, Saudi Arabia, Syria, Turkey, Ethiopia, Tunisia and Pakistan are all tendering for up to two million tonnes between them, fueling world markets. The Australian Bureau for Agriculture and Resource Economics has increased its Australian wheat production estimate to 28.91 million tonnes. From the previous estimate of 26.6 million tonnes, this is due to the increased yield potential from beneficial rains, particularly in New South Wales. If realised, this would see Australia's third highest ever wheat crop following three drought years. However, further rains will be needed this month, particularly in Western Australia. Therefore, the crop is far from over the line. In contrast, wheat production prospects are mixed in the Southern Hemisphere. Argentina has experienced prolonged dryness and frost in parts of its wheat area, leading the Rosser Grain Exchange to cut both its area drilled and the yield prospect estimate Wheat crop conditions dropped to 17% rated good to excellent, compared to the 47% this time last year. The estimate for the 2020 Argentinian crop from the Rosser Grain Exchange is down to 18 million tonnes. In comparison, August estimate of 20.5 million tonnes from the USDA. The USDA is set to publish its September World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimate report on Friday at 5 p.m. UK time. We expect to see a number of, re- of revisions to production estimates for both wheat and corn. Wheat increases for Russia, Canada and Australia may be expected. Offset by cuts in the US and Ukrainian corn production. This will be interesting to see how China demand features in the report. Now moving on to barley. Brexit uncertainty continues to affect the barley market as sterling sees further falls against the US dollar and the euro this week. This has boosted competitiveness for the UK export, with port values firming this week, consequently narrowing the spread to domestic prices. Across most of the UK, feed barley discount to wheat is at almost £40 a tonne. The UK domestic compounder can only fit so much into their rations before pellet quality is compromised. With the maximum uses reached at around £30 a tonne discount, the widening discount has not seen a significant uplift in the domestic usage. The crop 2020 export pace is well behind crop 2019, despite the UK having a similar size exportable surplus. The Brexit cliff edge is very real for the feed barley exports, with the risk of losing the key market, whilst also facing increased competitiveness from Australia and and Canadian origins for the third country business in the new calendar year. Currently, a weaker sterling does give the UK competitive advantage on the third country destinations. And with increased volumes of barley coming to the market, hopefully the export pace will pick up. The malting barley market, which appeared very one-dimensional before harvest, is now developing some interesting dynamics. On the supply side, spring barley yields are encouraging in all regions and far surpass pre-harvest estimates. England has got some challenges with high nitrogen and germination and pre-germination problems in some key growing areas. The market is going to need to pull on good quality barley and have it travel distance to fill domestic uh, demand. On the demand side, data published by the AHDB at the end of last week showed total domestic malting barley usage up until July 2020. However, July 2020 usage was down 22% compared to July last year, a disappointing 120,000 tons for the month. Considering many U- English pubs opened on the 4th of July, generating extra demand due to restocking, this demand figure is disappointing and shows the UK has not seen the back of the impact of COVID-19. With COVID-19 rates now increasing and social gatherings of over six people being made illegal in England from next Monday, the outlook for the beer and wine consumption and subsequently malt and malting barley demand remains challenging. Some UK maltsters have now moved to a high nitrogen specification where they can help, to capture more variable parcels of barley. This should add several thousand tons of potential malting barley into the malting barley supply in the UK. At the same time as this, this report, as the spring barley harvest draws to a close, even the challenges of quality and the overall malting barley picture still feels heavy, especially with the uncertainty of Brexit looming at the end of December. EU malting barley quality is generally very good with decent yields. The UK export malting barley values are now at a significant premium to Scandinavian values, making further export opportunities look limited. Now, let's turn our attention to what's been happening in the oilseed rate market this week. Local rapeseed markets look set to end the week about £5 a ton higher over the five trading days, with sterling having lost 3% of its value against the euro. This is a disappointing rise given the cost of imported seed would now be £10 a tonne more expensive had it been that other market factors remained unchanged. However, other factors in the physical market have shifted. One feature of the week has been the increase in the domestic farm selling at a time when Erie's crush remains closed and the Liverpool intake is dominated by imported seed. Additionally, European markets have drifted lower over the week, with the parished futures market losing €4 Euros per tonne. Concerned about the dip in the availability of seed from Ukraine last month has now turned into optimism over the prospect of the Australian canola harvest this month. Latest forecasts have raised crop estimates by 47% to 3.42 million tonnes, which could add as much as 1 million tonnes extra to the Australian exportable surplus. Timing might be an issue as Australian supplies will not be available to crush in Europe until early 2021. But there is no doubt that this line of supply is setting a few nerves amongst the European crushers who are faced with a sharp drop in local supply. Focus is now turned to the USDA World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimate report for September, which is due to be released later this afternoon. It's expected that the report will cut. Soybean yields in the U.S. and highlight the on strong demand for oilseeds for China. U.S. soybean futures market are running a 12 successive session on higher closes, but it remains to see how the market will react to the detail in the report. A bullish report is expected, but if the reality is more modest, markets will turn lower. Moving on to pulses. Improving weather in the Midlands and further north this week has allowed the bean harvest to get underway again. And yields and quality are improving as the harvest moves north. Despite rises in in other markets, bean values remain largely unchanged this week. There is little new demand from either the domestic or the export markets. Buying interest for very good quality beans in Morocco has been seen, but with buyers wanting a maximum 2% brewed, it has been very difficult to supply. Values for the current crop are not expected to move much next week with more beans being harvested, but with new crop bean contracts linked to the wheat futures. These are certainly worth considering. Please speak to your local frontier farm trader for more information. And finally, we're going to finish this report by looking at the fertiliser market. Nitrate markets have remained quiet on the domestic front this past week. Pricing levels remain firm as supply of imported ammonium nitrate has slowed down and the UK production has eased back slightly. European calcium ammonium nitrate and yara round prices have increased by a further €4 Euros per tonne this week, adding pressure to the increase in prices further. However, it is worth noting that the euro offers have been relaxed and signals are pointing towards a softening on prices over the next few weeks as more supply becomes available. Phosphate markets are firm on the global supply and demand figures have increased in value by up to $20 per tonne over the last two weeks. Currency has gone some way to absorb the increase shown at the farm gate, but it is expected that the further price rise will follow on a similar level. Potash markets remain fairly static with no supply issues in the immediate timing, but leading traders believe that potash might be looking undervalued going forward and that Brexit issues will arise as we go into the final 100 days of the UK-EU negotiations. If you know what your PK requirements are, it is advisable to order soon to avoid disappointment. Liquid offers remain open for the autumn and spring fill and is extremely competitive in this market. This is front runner for week ending Friday the 11th of September. If you'd like any advice on grain marketing, get in touch with us directly or speak to your local Frontier Farm trader. All Frontier customers have access to live market pricing and online grain trading in the MyFarm farm management platform.